Hey, Keith, did you see? You can now activate Alexa by calling it computer. You know what that means? We're only one sheet of transparent aluminum away from living in Star Trek IV. Well, would have to kill all the whales, too. Well, you know Donald Trump is president now. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Chief Conrad and Elliot Serrano. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I'd just like to say, get a life. Hello, computer. Just use the keyboard. The keyboard. How quaint. Geek Counter Geek number 80. Eight zero. I'm Keith Conrad at Keith R Conrad on Twitter. Joined as always by Elliot Serrano at Elliot Serrano on Twitter, and uh, also you can follow the show at Geek Counter Geek uh, on on Twitter as well. But I mean the the real fun stuff that's on uh, at Elliot Serrano. Well, it, it's some fun stuff now. I've kind of almost gone into a bunker as far as social media because it is. It's bad out there. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, my, my brother who's, you know, he, he, he's not in the news business, so I don't feel like he follows the news as closely as I do. Even he said something to me today that, you know, I'm kind of sick of Twitter. It's just all politics now. It's everything. It's, um, it's what the thing has happened. You know, what is everybody angry about? What is everyone protesting? You know, whose representative should you call now to tell them don't do this or do that? And then it's everyone saying, ah, oh, what's wrong with you, snowflake? And, oh, what's wrong with you? You hate America and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it got so bad even to the point when, you know, Lucasfilm announced the title of the new Star Wars film, I almost missed it. Yeah, it did kind of slip under the radar because, you know, I'm sure Donald Trump said something stupid about Mahatma Gandhi or, you know, Frederick Douglass or something. And, you know, suddenly suddenly that's dominating the news, so you'll miss it. Yeah, and there's like the social media, really, my um, social media feed uh, I mean, it's it skews sometimes a little bit political, but that's only like during the election that when things would get really political. And I was hoping once everything settled down that um, my um, my Twitter feed and everything would equalize more and have more fun stuff in there. And yeah, um, it was funny. I found I can't I don't even remember how I found out that they announced that um episode eight was going to be the last jedi you know now that i think about it i probably found out on yahoo news which is really the worst way you can find anything out that's fake news right there <laughs> you know if you end up on the yahoo news landing page you're you're, you're in trouble so yeah again and, and i don't know how much other geeky stuff i've missed well i know that uh i just today uh, found out that uh, the the trailer that they released for War for the Planet of the Apes, there's there's a girl in there, and it turns out that that's Nova, and, and I I didn't know that. I would assume that everybody knew that when the trailer came out, you know, because it was probably news at the time. I didn't find out until now, so that was like right before Christmas. So I was, uh, you know, what about a month and a half late on that one? 
I'm even later than you because I didn't even realize there was a war on Planet of the Apes trailer until you just mentioned it right now. Uh, yeah, it's basically Woody Harrelson saying he hates those damn dirty apes. That's uh, that, that, that's pretty much it. And then there's a girl riding with uh, riding with Caesar, and it turns out that uh, that girl is Nova. Um, and uh, trying to figure out what other things. Um, okay, Star Wars. So Star Trek, right? Axanar got um, they they settled the case for that. Which yeah, it's become a lot less ambitious now. Yeah, which to me seems kind of funny because why you know Paramount has really dropped the hammer on these folks, and I've never seen even Lucasfilm do that with the Star Wars fan films. Although I've never seen Star Wars fan films as ambitious as Axanar was. Well, yeah, I mean Axanar was actually going to be a legitimate feature film maybe a series of feature films and uh, i i think that's probably why paramount cracked down on it because you know they're um you know the last thing that you want to do or the last thing that you want to experience if you're if you're paramount see this is me uh you know mr grumpy libertarian actually siding with the evil corporation here uh, the last thing that you want to have happen if you're Paramount is, okay, so you have these these new movies. They're generally well-received, but you've got this potentially controversial series. It's it's your, your flagship for your new online service. And then somebody says, you know what? This fan film did a, a, something from the exact same era, and they actually did it better than Paramount. So why are you even watching this thing on CBS? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's but it's it's not like that's the only thing that's out there. I mean, you've got Star Trek Phase Two, yeah, you've got yeah. Star Trek New Voyages, and and those, uh, those are like full seasons of yeah, TV shows. Pretty good stuff. I think yeah, at this point, I think at this point, New Voyages might actually have more episodes than the original series. <laughs> yeah, they get they even got um um George Takei in there for an episode, so. Well, uh, yeah, I, again, but again, this all this news is just getting lost, you know, in the, in the chatter of it all. I didn't even realize that they put out a new um, Star Trek Discovery uh, teaser for it. I, mean, I have I have yet to see it. They they did it. It's really uh, it's I, I you know teaser might be a little bit misleading because it's basically announcing that they started production on it, and they just sort of show like behind the scenes, uh, you know footage of like sets being built and and you do see what the uniforms look like and they look like uh sort of like a middle ground between enterprise and the original series like they don't they don't look you know as campy as the original series but you could see like them being in between the two of them so they look like fancier mechanic coveralls. It basically, yeah, that's that's what they're going for. Which is funny because they had the mechanic coveralls in uh, the Next Generation, basically, and yeah. so you you went you had them go from like uh, you know the ring T-shirt look in the original series uh, to mechanic overalls, and then you know it turned out that that's what they were using in the past. So. I guess uh, the original series era, that was like an outlier in Starfleet uniforms. Well, um, all I'm saying is if you're going to use mechanic, mechanic overalls are great for exploring the final frontier and busting ghosts. Yeah, busting ghosts. Not good for uh, keeping people in red shirts alive, though. Do they make red mechanic overalls? 
You know, I don't think they do, although it seems like it would actually be kind of a good color for uh, mechanics because, you know, there aren't a whole lot of, like, engine fluids that are red. So you'd, you know, stand out a little bit. I would hope not. The ship, it's bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good question. But, uh, you know, in Enterprise, they were all the same color, right? They just had, like, some some beading that was a little different depending on on what your job was. Right, like you did in Next Generation, right, where, you know, like the the advance of the pips and all the all the other things, and uh, yeah, and I know they have even they've announced more cast members. I'm going to be honest. Outside of the last announcement, when they said Michelle Yeoh would be a part of the the um, the, the series, I have not caught anything else regards to that. And I'm just curious as to how much again that sort of entertainment news in general is getting lost in social media. I mean, even when the SAG Awards. Uh, took place this past weekend. No one was really talking as much about, you know, who won and who did this and that as all the political speeches that were made. And there were so many of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I, I, I'm all for people, you know, speaking their mind and everything. And you know, if you've got a, if you've got a platform, why not do it? It's just at some point you got to know. Okay, I'm speaking about an hour into this. I know that at some point somebody's brought up Trump, so I'm not going to. Yeah, right. Because it was going on and on and on. Like, okay, guys, well, we, we we get your point. Thank you. You know, Meryl Streep started something. You know. But. Yeah. But but you see, I, I think she was the only one that actually you know did a really big big thing on on politics in that particular award ceremony. So, you know, that's why she stood out. Um, right. Everybody else, you know, like I, I heard, uh, I heard the uh, the clip of Ashton Kutcher at the beginning, and that was it. The rest of them were just kind of buzzes and clicks by the end. It's funny because uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Meryl Streep made her statement without really naming anybody. Everybody knew who she was talking about. Yet that's talent right there. V- vagaries, vagaries are lost on people in Hollywood. Apparently, <laughs> gotta explain everything. It's kind of like. When uh, they remade La Femme Nikita, and um, there's this great scene in La Femme Nikita, the original French version, where Nikita uh, go, is a, is a um, disguised as a maid, and she goes to a hotel, and this guy, is like, we're assuming it's an assassination plot. This guy does this whole elaborate thing with a tea, with a little tea kettle and some doohickey that he's putting together to put in the tea kettle and then he gives it to Nikita and he says okay deliver this to her and then she goes up to the guy's room and she delivers it and she leaves and you never know what happens you don't know if was it a bomb was it a, was it a, a listening device was it a, a poison who knows you never find out and then when, when the Americans remake it with a point of no return and Bridget Fonda it was a bomb. You had to see the explosion. Americans don't like vagary. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like, you know, if you introduce a gun in the story, at some point somebody has to fire the gun. Otherwise, there's no point in having the gun there. Um, you know, same thing. You know, if, you, if you're showing people the bomb, they, they have to know what happens to it. Thing is, you didn't know if it was a bomb. You didn't know what it was. Could have been anything. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah, by exploding it, you, you did at that point know that it was a bomb. Right. So if you if you introduce a tea kettle, 
the tea kettle must be drunk from at some point. Uh, eh. I'm sorry, mixing my metaphors. Or at least, uh, it, maybe it doesn't have to be drunk from at some point, but at least, you know, like, it has to interrupt the conversation by uh, by squeaking, you know. It, that's, uh, it, it has to do something. I mean, otherwise, why did you why did you bring in the tea kettle? That's, that's the point we're trying to make here. Uh, you know, one, uh, one, sh- one podcast that, that will never bring up politics is uh, Jill Urchek with... Uh, with uh on a quest and um you know now one of the things that has also been lost in all the presidential election swirl is that uh uh m night Shyamalan is making a bit of a comeback because he had that he has that movie uh split about the the guy with like the 30 personalities and uh in honor of that uh um uh, jill actually talked to somebody who can talk to the dead which is was it thirty dead people? Uh, no. no, I I think it's uh, I I don't think it's quite that many, but um, you know, talking to dead people that's a that's a good feat, even if it's so not it's, thirty. I get it. I guess so. It was kind of like a um, a um, sixth sense deal. I get it now. <laughs> I've always wondered, you know, has 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 there ever been like a cross promotional, you know, podcast like. Uh, date because I think you and I we should probably ask out the dishing bitches you know oh that like, that's you know, not a bad idea I I think we we uh, you know we have uh, you know TV shows they'll have the uh, you know the crossover episode mm-hmm. why not so we can go yeah we ask a couple of the well the single ladies on that show ask them if they'd like to go have a couple drinks and talk about things and then you know see how uh podcast crossover that type goes a social crossover you know because but, if i'm looking for opinions on things look, we're looking for hot takes yeah, oh lots of hot takes hot gals with hot takes uh we, we could call it uh, just just a standalone episode the dishing geeks <laughs> or the the uh geek counter bitching I, I like that too. That works. Bitch, yeah. Bitch, other bitching. Yeah. yeah. I would go for that. The the, uh, the I could, actually we might have a million dollar idea there. Maybe we should have the minutia men be our chaperones to make sure that everything is really, you know, on the up and up. That you know, no funny stuff, no hanky panky. That we're always gentlemen, minutia men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure could could uh, it, we'll, we'll just. And then we'll uh, we'll invite uh, Amy from the uh, Vintage Space podcast, even though you know she she hasn't been very active. She's still part of the family, and and I I want her to know that. Well, that that, that definitely because you know if there's anything I have between these ears is vintage space, <laughs> lots of it, <laughs> lots and lots of it. <laughs> and uh, so you know if you're looking for a political free zone, just uh, you know keep in mind the. Uh, really any member of the radio misfits podcast network galaxy thing and uh, no matter uh, what which podcast you're listening to whether it's this one uh and, and of course in case you miss something you want to listen to this one two or three times 
Um, but uh, no matter what, which one you're listening to, you want to make sure you're, uh, you're hearing them you know, the best you can. So you want to pick up headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio. They come in eight different colors and styles, mic'd, non-mic'd versions in case you're a gamer or just like to be able to say things. Uh, designed to sound great for music or talk. Which, uh, which, you know, not everybody can pull that off. Uh, they have noise-reducing res- uh, designs in case you're flying on an airplane or just in a really loud place where people are, you know, people are arguing about politics and, and you just want to hear the ditching bitches. Um, they also have a lifetime warranty. Go to tweakedaudio.com. Use the discount code GCG. See for Geek Counter Geek, see what we did there. At checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. It's uh, not case sensitive or anything. Just type in GCG with any combination of capital and lowercase letters and it'll work. And, um, you know, 33%, that's almost a third, Elliot. I think by definition, that's exactly a third. It is. And uh, so, unfortunately... Uh, and, and I hate to bring this conversation down because, um, you know, Don't we're already talking about how scary the world is. Don't say it. Um, Elliot, there was some news this week. Don't say it. Uh, Peter Capaldi has decided he's leaving Doctor Who. No! <laughs> they did it to me again! Oh, <laughs> You know, I, I'm I'm sorry I brought this up because you know I, I did, you know I, I thought maybe you had a strong opinion on it, you know, be worth talking about. Telling you, being a Doctor Who fan is like dating, where you know you're gonna get dumped eventually. It's gonna happen. It always happens. You just don't know when it's going to happen. I, again, have you been following me around? <laughs> Well, you know, you need to take, when you go on your cruises, Keith, you need to take someone with you and keep them around. They can't escape the boat. That's a very good point, yeah. But, yeah, no, I saw the news. Peter Capaldi, it was announced on Twitter. He said it's finally time for him to go. I just find it interesting, his series, he ends with Stephen Moffat also leaving the series. I kind of had a suspicion that was going to happen because whenever you have a new showrunner come on, it's kind of like, um, you know, you want your own crew, you know, your own people in there when you take over the administration. And um, <laughs> the, the new, you know, right, uh, Chris Shib- Shibnall, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, the showrunner on, on um, Broadchurch is taking over. Doctor Who, which, by the way, has and, its uh, own has its own you know little cult following. It's a very uh, successful show in its own right. With uh, David Tennant, of all things. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting if um, he decides to come back and David Tennant decided to return. Um, I had just been watching um, the Doctor Who, the 50th anniversary special, uh, Day of the Doctor. And there's a scene at the end where um, the Matt Smith doctor meets Tom Baker, who is the quote-unquote curator um, of the archive. And uh, Tom Baker, the, the, the curator, throws out a line saying that 
you know, you'll be v- revisiting a couple new, a uh, couple of the old faces, probably the the old favorites in the next few years, which I think was Moffat kind of intimating, huh? We might have some of these uh, old doctors return. Um, there was even a, a moment there too when um, I think it was uh, Matt Smith and um, da- uh, uh, David Tennant were working together on the day of the doctor and they had pitched an idea to Stephen Moffat saying, Hey, you know what? We can do this where, you know, we had an idea where we can both be the doctor and like he would do half the episodes and I would do half the episodes and go from there, which Moffat shot down. So I don't well, know, maybe the um, new guy won't, won't hate the idea so much. Maybe. I mean, it's funny because again, it, it's funny I was just really getting into Peter Capaldi. It's, I had a lot of friends who were um, who had stopped off after Matt Smith left, and then they tried watching Capaldi in the beginning, and it was difficult for them to get into. Um, it, you could tell that they were still figuring out the character a bit. They were still mm-hmm. figuring it out. And the Capaldi doctor was really very gruff and a little bit, you know, mean. Just a little bit on the mean side. But, you know, distance, usually distant, which was something that um, – uh, Stephen Moffat said, you know, he's a time lord. He's million, you know, hundreds of thousands of years old. And he's an alien. He can't always be emotionally available or whatever. You know, maybe it's so, something because maybe maybe it's because I've I've tended to binge watch Doctor Who rather than, you know, sort of watching it as it airs. Uh, but it seemed like Capaldi wasn't around that long. Yeah, you know, especially compared to some of the no. more recent ones. Yeah, there's going to be three seasons for him. This is going to be it. He's going to be the uh, one of the shorter runs, I think. Um, he's like the he's like the Pope Benedict of Doctor Who's. <laughs> yep. And, you know, and, you know, he he's a, he's a little bit older, and you know, he's sort of like uh, you know, let let's let's have a little palate cleanser before we get to the guy that's going to be around for like ten years. Do you know what gets me? Not to go off on a tangent, but Pope Benedict's still around, right? He is, yeah, yeah. So who is God talking to? I mean, this, this is he talking to the new guy or the old guy? Does he switch time? Is like whoever has their phone on at that time? Uh, no, I, I think uh, I think his phone just automatically forwards to uh, forwards. Pope Francis. That's that's how it works. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Benedict likes trying to be funny sometimes, and he turns forwarding off. Let's go to voicemail, and God's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> or you know, God's like, "Benny, come up. on." Yeah, really. Or he picks up the phone. Benedict goes, hey, "New phone? Who dis?" So, <laughs> <laughs> but back to Capaldi, and it was like I was trying to get friends into Peter Capaldi, and I said that first that first season he's in, it takes a while. You know, to really get for them to find it. And then the next season with him is really good. You know, I'm not going, ah, oh, that's a season. It had like this great, great season finale. And and now and then now they delayed the next season because there was a whole year with no Doctor Who. And now you've got this this next series See, coming in. They call it series. Yeah, the- they're, they're jerking their fans around like cables, cable networks do. Oh geez, like freaking grand! Don't get me started on Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> or Westworld. It's going to be a full year before we get more Westworld too. Well, I, I still haven't 
gotten caught up on Westworld, so gives me time. Um, so yeah, and then they've said now that Peter Capaldi will be leaving with uh, the next Christmas special, which seems to be the thing that they're doing now. They, they leave on the Christmas special, and um, they have different um, odds in Great Britain. They have the different odds on who's going to take over as him. I I think the odds on favorite right now is Ben Mushaw. Ben is that? His? Again, I'm not sure about if I'm pronouncing names correctly. Q in the new 007 movies. Uh, yeah, I believe that's right. I was going to say, uh, let's have Idris Elba do it because, you know, people want him to just take over stuff. Oh, that would be awesome. You have the, And um, I believe Haley Atwell is also campaigning on social media to be the first female doctor, which I think would be about time. You know, either your first your first black doctor or your first female one or the other yeah i i uh i think both of them would actually do very well in that because uh you know they can uh, they can be serious when they need to and they can have some fun too especially i know, I know idris alba is uh, i finally um got uh, caught up on luther i was like okay now i see what the big deal is about this <laughs> yeah it's like uh you know in uh, in Star Trek Beyond, he was he was covered in stuff. So you know, it wasn't probably his you know single greatest performance, but he was still good. Yes, yes. I remember they were making such a, a big deal about casting a, a, a black actor in Star Trek, but then it's like, but the dude's like in makeup. You can't tell, you know. But yeah, first of all, he's in makeup, and and second of all, he's he's the bad guy. And the bad guy. Yeah. Even, even. Even in even in the future, we still fear the black man. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, one other person we have to uh, say goodbye to is uh, John Hurt, who died uh, a, f- a few days ago at the age of seventy-seven. Which it it surprised me he was that young. Uh, cancer, right? I forgot. Yeah, what yeah. Form of cancer it was, I, I, or some sort of form of terrible indigestion. Ugh. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's like, um, 2017, it's not going any easier on us right now. 2016 took a lot of our heroes, took a lot of our faves and 2017 is like, Hey, you know what? I can take folks too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like 2016 uh, doesn't get to have all the fun. No. Uh, but of course, again, another, another one that hit them hard because everyone knows him as Ollivander from the Harry Potter movies. I've also known him know him as the War Doctor in again Day of the Doctor that special, and um, I would know him as Professor Oxley um, in Indiana Jones and the Temple, uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, and and I don't know why I hadn't really made this connection, but I think that um, you know I, I think we we talked either last uh, last episode or the one before where I was saying that it seemed like in uh, Star Trek Into Darkness they just took the script that they already had and and just made Khan British and ignored that they had done that. And I think that uh, when you look at Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I think his character was clearly supposed to be uh, Doctor Jones Senior, and they just they just changed his name, and that was that was it. Right, because they couldn't get uh, they couldn't get Sean Connery to come back, and he didn't care for how it was working. Correct. So they had to bring in all these um, other sidekicks, and like I want I keep waiting for them to bring Short Round back. You know, you know. It, 
they they they're saying there's another one on the way and uh i mean really i i think you got to have solid and you got to have short round at some point show up i'm not sure how you get them both in there because they're at opposite ends of the planet but i think they both have to show up you know maybe uh maybe maybe just uh just to you know make it extra timely short round is a refugee of so, of some kind well, he's an adult by this point, if you're talking about because it would be the 19, I think the last one was 1957. Right, this yeah. This would be the early 1960s. Yeah, so, so, he, so he'd actually, yeah, he, he'd, he'd, uh, he'd be almost in John Hurt territory. Yeah, so but, uh, the, the thing with, again, with John Hurt, again, you know, he's one of those actors, one of those creatives that, you don't. You, you look at the depth and the breadth of, breadth of the things that they've done. I mean, so many films, so many um, um, roles, and you know, you do a Google image search on him, and boom, you know, pages upon pages of, of what he's done. And it, it's it's like the whole. You hope that today's generation will go in and go, hey, you know what? I want to see his. Um, turn in Ridley Scott's Alien. I want to see him in um, all the other things that he's done. You know, not just the stuff that was um, quite recent. Oh, V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was good. And uh, the Hellboy movies too. Hellboy, Hellboy, which really both the Hellboy one and two. So there's a lot of stuff there that folks can um, get into and appreciate. And you know. Remember, yeah, I, I will say this. You know, when you leave that big of a footprint in the industry, you know that's um that that's something I guess you know you want to remember, you want to cherish and and appreciate. Me personally, I just want to relive his segment at the end of Spaceballs. <laughs> okay, I want to be incredibly. This is me being blasphemous. Okay, I never liked Spaceballs. I don't. I didn't think it was funny at all. I mean. It, I, and even worse, I have laughed at maybe one Mel Brooks joke in a Mel Brooks movie. I, I don't know that I can even talk to you anymore. Find out tomorrow. Same back time. Same back channel. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Galatron.